Today's episode is brought to you in part by Success Story, hosted by Scott D. Clary and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Success Story is one of the most successful, useful podcasts in the world. They feature Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, and conversations on sales, marketing, business startups, and entrepreneurship. A recent episode had... Terry Jones, the CEO of Travelocity and the chairman of, of Kayak.com, talking all about disrupting existing industries with technologies. So much for us to, to think about and learn in that episode. So listen to the Success Story podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and I'm going to do a solo show to start the year off right. In fact, I'm going to talk about small business marketing trends for 2022. Yep, it's that time of year once again. Time for lots of folks like me to wax on about what we see out there on the horizon so that folks like you can perhaps be a little more prepared to respond to the coming shifts in marketing. Really, I think in a lot of ways, the real service of posts like this is maybe to help put a name on things that you're probably already starting to feel. I mean, I don't have any special knowledge about the future. Uh, I, I do view things, I think, through a lens that's informed by my thousands of conversations with small business owners as well as influencers alike. So, that's uh, the, really the basis of my predicting, if you will. But one of the things that I think we ought to do, I've been doing this for years now, every year this time of year, I, maybe what we ought to do is take a look, just a brief look back at last year's post and maybe give myself a little bit of a score for how I did. It's really easy to sit here and say, this is going to happen. Let's go back and reflect and see if it did actually happen. So I'll read them off and give you just a little commentary on what I thought happened. So one of the trends I predicted was paying attention would become a survival mechanism. Now, this is a really hard one to quantify, but I think the companies, in my experience, the companies that really relooked most of the stages of their customer journey. I think those companies, so I think in a lot of ways, that's a sign of this idea of paying attention. I mean, everything, so many things changed. And so really uh, people are willing and able to have a new experience now. And so I think that that, that that probably did come true. Second trend was everything gets smaller. I'm not sure that really happened. I think people, I think things got more personal, maybe, just based on you know the flux that we're all still in today, but maybe not smaller. So I might have been premature on that one. AI gets practical was the next trend. I nailed this one. I mean, look around. Of course, this was coming for a number of years, but you can't produce an app these days without AI <laughs> baked into it. And so I think that small business owners are seeing that the, it's not just this futuristic thing anymore. It has a very practical application, particularly when it comes to producing transcripts and producing content in general. Talent investment is back in style, I said. I don't know about this one. I mean, the, the great resignation that, uh, or so-called great resignation that, that everybody's talking about, I really think it's just caused so much scrambling in the hiring scene that I'm not sure people are investing, or at least that's not the right term right now. I mean, they're 
they're raising rates, they're raising salaries, they're raising hourly rates. I'm not sure it's the same thing that that I'd hoped would actually come about. I still think this one will happen. I just think things have to settle down. Video gets personal again. Sure, video, including one-on-one, one-to-one video. I mean, sending somebody a sales, you know, video. I think that it's pretty hot. Maybe it's kind of peaked uh, a little bit because the novelty's worn off a little bit. But one of the things I don't think I saw coming was the explosion of audio as a personal medium. Now, I, you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you consume audio content, but look at all the ways that all the social platforms, there's even you know new platforms cropping up today that are based solely on audio. And I think there's something about the idea of somebody walking around, driving in their car, running on a treadmill with with one person in their head talking to them. So uh, podcasts obviously are hot, but I think you're going to see extensions of this idea continue, this, this idea of audio content really continue in other ways uh, to be baked into things. All right, two more. I said UX, uh, user experience and SEO gets attached at the hip. Now, this one didn't really take a crystal ball. I mean, Google has been signaling this idea for uh, a long time. And, and with the rollout or the at least the focus on core web vitals, you know, your content shifting, uh, what it looks like on a mobile, how fast it loads. You know, these are all user experience uh, clues that, that are getting you pinged or or penalized for for SEO purposes. So that one's here to stay. Uh, my last one uh, was a coaching ranks swell. I really saw the idea that that so many people, the great resignation, if you will, people reevaluating what they want to do for a living, jumping into new careers. I really thought coaching was going to take off and it, and it certainly has. It's continued to grow. It's been a growing uh, industry. I still think this is coming. I, I, I'm still very bullish on this, but because I think that this truly is going to be something where how people, including marketing agencies, start to position their work. This idea of this idea of, of tactics, done-for-you tactics, is really just a race to the bottom. And so we need a coach. We need that trusted advisor that that is going to help us make sense of it all. And that's, the, I think, the missing piece. So I think I'm still betting on coaching ranks uh, swelling, but I don't think they did it at the level that I thought it would. All right, with that bit of housekeeping done and out of the way, let's move on to what I view as the top small business trends, maybe they're marketing, maybe they're not all marketing <laughs> trends of 2022. All right, number one, brand purpose takes the place of authenticity. Now, you might want to chew on that one for a little while. I mean, authenticity is probably at least a decade-old buzzword that, that frankly, most people struggle to define, let alone deliver. <laughs> but one thing that the great shakeup, um, which believe it or not, we're entering year three of, <laughs> has done is force people to search for meaning in their work. And I think that that just translates into meaning in the people they do business with, meaning in who they associate with, and, and certainly for businesses, what their brand stands for, promises. I think this idea is going to become, it's actually been a significant differentiator for brands, but I think it's going to become one that that truly allows, I mean, without it, it you are going to fall behind. I think people will make choices based much more on connection with the brand. Now, I don't know, maybe this won't last that long, but for right now, just make sure 
that you are focused on helping people connect with what you stand for in your business. More important than ever. And now a word from our sponsor. It's officially 2022. Electric cars are mainstream. I have more computing power in my pocket than it took to get Apollo to the moon. And I just ordered a chocolate milkshake to my doorstep in the time I've been reading this message. With unprecedented access and speeds to products, it's easy to see why businesses struggle to connect with the complex customers of today. With new technology dedicated to helping your marketing team scale and simplify, HubSpot's on a mission to help businesses intelligently connect with customers everywhere. Intuitive visual workflows and bot builders help you create scalable, automated campaigns across email, social media, web, and chat so your customers hear your messages loud and clear. And automated mobile optimization adapts your content for multiple device types so you can reach your customers wherever they are. Oh, look, my milkshake just arrived. Unravel complexity, scale smartly, and learn more about how you can transform your customer's experience with a HubSpot CRM platform at HubSpot.com. Events are still virtual. Yes, that's right. I think fully into 2022, we're still going to see a lot of events canceled. We're going to see a lot of events never coming back. You know, I, I, I felt like mid-2021, we were going to call an end to this. I mean, in the fall of 2021, a lot of conferences uh, came about. But alas, I think that this trend now is going to carry into 2022. It doesn't mean we're not going to have conferences. Those, you know, we're going to live with whatever it is we're living with right now. People are going to figure out how to cope. But I do think that, that, that what we've gone through the last few years is going to continue to influence the habits of business travel and, and really education as well. I think that for 2022, many significant events will get better at hybrid offerings. That last year, that was kind of a throw-in. It's like, oh, if you don't want to come here, buy a cheap ticket, and we'll stream some stuff to you. I think they're going to get better at a hybrid experience. And I also think that this probably isn't related as much to events, but if you want to think about events, I think that forming cohorts of like eight or ten people to go through an experience together so it might not be an event. It might be something that is a quarter for over a course of a quarter. Uh, you're going to get together with people, kind of masterminding. But I think that these are going to take place of your typical course and membership programs. Number four, I think I'm up to co-marketing is no longer a biz, big biz play. So I've always loved co-marketing. I've done it for years with the smallest of businesses. I think it can be a really, really great play. Most people, when they think about it, they immediately start thinking, say, Red Bull and GoPro, you know, how they market together. But really, any business can do this. And I think it's a necessity. This is why I'm calling it a trend now, because, I mean, it's pretty much become impossible to cold call. I Really, it's not even that simple to network even anymore. Some of the ways that people used to get in front of prospects. But I think co-marketing, it's essentially a twist on referrals. And I, I could make, you know, the whole idea of referral generation and a focus on referral generation is is clearly something that I'm bullish on. I mean, it was a big part of my last uh, book, The Ultimate Marketing Engine. I wrote a book called <laughs> The Referral Engine. So obviously it's something that's that's always been on my mind. I think it's kind of cropped back up again because 
because of the, re, the the fact that it's so hard to get in front of prospects. So the idea that that your happy customers, strategic partners, people that you co-market with will actually share some of the burden of of passing you around, of 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 letting people know that you're out there. It's a it the thing I love about co-marketing is you you set something up. I mean, where you you are marketing with another business, they're sharing your story, you're sharing their story. I mean, it's kind of a passive uh, way to create great exposure. And I think I think this idea in 2022 for the proactive small business is a big one. All right, two more. Small business learns to outsource content. Let's start with two painful, maybe, but glaring facts. Content is there. I mean, you really can't do much in marketing if you're going to scale or grow at all, you know, without a lot of content. And and the second fact, creating helpful content is hard. It's hard work. The most large organizations have decided to create a storm of content, by, you know, really content for every stage of the customer journey. By building content teams internally, and this is the dirty secret that nobody tells you, outsourcing a great deal of content productions to freelancers and, and even agencies. Now, with the advent of AI, something I talked about last year, especially in the realm of content creation, I think many small businesses are going to be able to compete in the content game by employing relatively inexpensive content partners armed with AI tools. AI tools, they're not perfect, but they allow somebody who doesn't really know your business that well to to collect all the information that's out there in the world and create really brilliant content. Start looking at outsourcing your content. It's probably something you can do a lot cheaper than doing it yourself. Plus, you might not be very good at doing it yourself. It's funny to see some of these competitions now, you know, where AI is producing in blind studies actually better content or more readable content, more useful content. So give it a look. All right, the last one is kind of way out there, I, I, but it's also something that people are probably sick of hearing about, and that's NFTs, non-fungible tokens. All right, I know you've heard it. You're probably sick of hearing it. You maybe don't have a clue what it is, but you, you've certainly heard about it. I mean, unless you just haven't been online in the last couple of years. So the, the idea of a non-fungible token, what is it? I mean, an NFT, non-fungible token, means very little. Frankly, I'm not going to try to explain uh, what it is. That's uh, a blog post or podcast episode or two in, in and of its own. And there's so much great stuff out there right now. You can go as deep as you want. Go read up on all things, you know, crypto, which which NFTs are, are related to. So NFTs, you probably recall, made kind of a giant splash for me, 2020, 2021, mainly in the world of collectible digital art. See, that's the non-fungible part. You know, unlike Bitcoin and tokens that you can exchange. I mean, if somebody has a Bitcoin token and you exchange a Bitcoin token with them, essentially you have the same thing that you started with. But an NFT is usually an original of some sort, but it's built on cryptocurrency, on blockchain, uh, usually Ethereum. And it's a bit like a contract. I mean, there'll be copies, like there's all kinds of, you know, original stuff that people have paid millions for now that, that it's, because it's digital, it's actually pretty easy to copy it. But with blockchain attached, you can actually prove <laughs> that yours is the original. And 
kind of the cool thing that I think you're going to see a lot of practical uses. This You may not be in an industry where you're like, this is going to make any sense to me, but trust me, you know, 10 years from now, it'll what I'm talking about now will be so boring and mainstream that, that it, it'll be like talking about blogs and podcasts, frankly. But here's the cool thing that I think will, will make it uh, interesting. With an NFT, you can think of like original artwork, but just think about a concert ticket that the artist the, the can enhance and actually continue connection because you bought that ticket. Let's say you're the first 100 buyers to a certain concert. And maybe you get you know something through that ticket on an ongoing basis. Maybe I release an album in two years from now and you get, because you bought that ticket, you now two years later get access to the digital downloads of you know, the studio versions or rehearsals or something like that. So it's really gives us the ability to create a, a community, you know, token, you know, concert tickets I'm talking about, uh, you know, think about content creators, frankly, F content creators are going to start um, rewarding people, creating their own tokens. This has already happened, their own cryptocurrency for people that subscribe to the newsletter or share their newsletters or do certain things. So, so think about this idea of, of, of a community token, of a community currency that, that people are going to, to be able to join and trade, and those things will become you know, more valuable. So is, you may not be ready to jump in with both feet on this one, but just start paying attention. I mean, it's already happening. I mean, it's way past mainstream in a lot of circles. But now's the time, I think, for really small business to start paying attention. And not to not to the hype people, not to Gary Vee. Sorry, don't want to pick on Gary Vee if you're a fan. But, but, but don't use that as your example because he's doing things that are just out there to be out there. Read up on folks like Joe Polizzi and uh, The Tilt or Brian Clark's uh, Unemployable. They are talking about this in a way, I think, that will make it make sense to you. All right, that's it for now. Hope you get 2022 off to a great start, depending upon when you're listening to this. Uh, maybe you're down the track with 2022. Love those reviews. Certainly reach out and let me know what you think. Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. And uh, we'll see you on the next show. All right, so that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And you know we love those reviews and comments. And just generally tell me what you think. Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system, to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services? That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab.